Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, Cesar York. It's a dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, surrounded by razor wire, because today is March 4th, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Neanderthals, with their Neanderthal thinking, and their stupid wanting their kids in school, and their stupid liberty, and their stupid wanting to make a living. Hey now, how's everybody? It's a little Friday. That close, though, you can smell the weekend from here. I think that's what that smell is. Smells like weekend to me. Smells like weekends I've had before. It's just a combination of many musks. Oh, I shudder to think which musk specifically. (laughs) Give your musk to yourself. Yeah, today is March 4th, which they're claiming is a uh, big day for people who want to storm the Capitol. Here we go. So from what I see on TV... Uh, the security is unbelievably high there in Washington, D.C., and there are people with uh, shotguns and guns all over the place. And lots of razor wire and fences and stuff like that. And everybody's wondering, is this just going to be the way it is forever? I think not. I don't think there's any need for that. It's certainly been a long time. And now they're doing the thing they used to do with um, Islamic terrorism that always seemed wacky to me. I mean, I don't know what their intelligence is. But all this intelligence, and I've been hearing this for weeks, is built around, well, the original inauguration day for presidents was March 4th up until the 30s. That's when all your old-timey presidents got inaugurated. And so the very same people that stormed the Capitol back in January might want to do it that day. And that's what our intelligence says. And it sounds just like the stuff they used to say about Osama bin Laden around various dates. None of the attacks ever happened. Whether whether it was major Al-Qaeda attacks or your individual radicalized people, it was never around some anniversary. It was always whenever yeah. they just decided to do it. I think this one holds a little more water just because of the nature of the uh, January 6th stuff and the awareness of the inauguration and the rest of it. On the other hand, the Kaiser and all his troops couldn't storm the Capitol, the, the armed camp that it right. is right now. Right. Just if you're, if you're going to go with things as uh, as as barely likely as this, there's going to be security around the Capitol for a long time. It's an exciting news story, and it raises the specter of nasty, nasty right-wing goons. So it's a super popular narrative. Uh, that's true. Um, uh, and then just, you know, like, like getting back to the whole 9-11 thing, you get, you get caught. A lot of your agencies fail. Whether it was their fault or not, they, uh, they overreact the other direction, and then all of a sudden, for the rest of your life, because one guy tried to set his shoe on fire, you take your shoes off at the airport. It's just that's the way we do things. Uh, it seems to be human nature. And then you're invaded by various people's shoe musks, <laughs> which nobody wants. No. Anyway, I hope nobody attacks anything anywhere. And oh, and similar to the whole, it also reminds me of the whole nine eleven thing of uh, then it was all about airports. It just you know everything was about flying in airports because that's what the attack was. Never mind that you know you could drive a bus into the Capitol or shoot up a mall or do whatever. There's all kinds of different ways you could attack. 
It's all about airports. Well, this is all about security around the Capitol, and there's all kinds of federal buildings that don't have razor wire and National Guard around them. Mm-hmm. You know, the the federal building in Oklahoma City didn't have anything to do with... Uh, I don't know. No, indeed. Always fighting the last war, as they say. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Uh, what was the uh, Neanderthal general manager thing? Well, we could either explain it to you, I reckon, or we could just play it. I'm scanning the list of clips. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Give me clip four. And was this going to be the opening clip of the show, Sean, 41? No? Let's let's hit it. I think it's a big mistake. Look, I hope everybody's realized by now these masks make a difference. We are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because of the way in which we're able to get vaccines in people's arms. And the last thing, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. It still matters. So Neanderthal thinking is uh, hitting somebody on the head with a rock and dragging your wife around into a cave, right? Is that Neanderthal thinking? Well, that is an unfortunate stereotype about my people who were every bit as intelligent as you homo sapiens. The last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking. And better looking, too. Chicks dig the big, thick brow. <laughs> oh, yeah. More hair, the better. That's what everyone I've ever known says. Oh, yeah. Yeah, an enormous jug noggin. So I exactly. suppose we'll be discussing that whole dealio at some point. Is that what you're uh, hinting oh, yeah. at? With- uh, yeah, absolutely. Bingo! Making Bingo. Some- <laughs> the president, Gavin Newsom of California, making absolutely idiotic, ignorant, and, and anti-liberty statements about Texas's latest move. Well, so a whole bunch of states are uh, either dropping their mask mandates or contemplating it, so it will broaden out from there. And then I suppose we're going to end up with this red state, blue state, back and forth thing as we uh, make our way out of the pandemic. So that'll just be fun. It'll be a oh, good time. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds fun. I mean, it just I can't wait to talk about it. Um, it's teamwork that makes the dream work, and that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. I'm sorry, technical director. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. You know what my goal is? Is to uh, have half a, ma- half a mask on one state and no mask on the other. I'll be on the state line. There you go. Uh, one foot in, one foot out, and like if you're there, get a picture taken that if you're way. There, if you're there at four corners, you can yeah. have kind of a quarter of a mask on. And... Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's political theater. I get it. <laughs> So, do you buy uh, packs of colored T-shirts? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do sometimes. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I buy the same ones. I get them in bulk when they're on sale. Yeah, you know, we I've talked for years about wanting to get a uniform because I just think it would simplify things. Um, like just coming up with a look like Steve Jobs did or Albert mm-hmm. Einstein or whoever. I'm an idiot as opposed to them, but just to simplify things. And you, you do, you kind of have a, a uniform. Yeah, a little bit. You know, you know why, honestly, I wear T-shirts and stuff? I don't. I, I, I don't dress fancy anymore because my job, I have such limited time for using, like, the restroom and stuff. It's too difficult to unbutton the shirt and get mm, everything. No cummerbund for you? Yeah. You, you take off your shirt when you go to the bathroom? <laughs> no, but you, you know, you tuck it, you know, you take it out of your pants mm-hmm. and stuff. You, all that stuff, and so, yeah, Michael, it takes too much long. It too long. Michael, used to wear a three-piece suit. He had a pocket watch, a hat, everything. But then, you know, he, he wet himself repeatedly. And I, had a friend better who, of it. I had a friend who was an executive at Bank of America, and so he had to wear a you know, suit-tie jacket to work every day. But he had to take off his shirt to, uh, to, go, to go number two. He just to something. He had some OCD thing about. It. He was worried about the tail of his shirt was going to touch the toilet or something. So he'd take off his jacket and his shirt and tie. To go wow. to the bathroom. So that wow. would be a lot of work. 
That's odd. I notice you're rocking a uh, an Armstrong and Getty T-shirt. Start yeah. slow, then taper off. Mm-hmm. Available at armstrongandgetty.com. Company uh, man. I am, and uh, <laughs> one of the reasons I brought that up, Michael, is my son brought up the other day. Well, you're wearing your 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 work clothes, you know, and everything. So my my kids have the idea that this what I'm wearing is is you know go to work clothes, <laughs> which it is in some jobs, but <laughs> not all jobs. Um. They certainly don't have in their mind the idea of like a suit and briefcase and hard shoes and that sort of stuff. And then I was saying to my son, I could pretty much, especially with the pandemic going on right now, I think I could wear almost anything to work. You, we'd mock you, but other than that, there yeah, would be there's no nothing stopping me uh, negative, from wearing uh, yeah. really short shorts, flip flops, oh. and a tank top oh, every God. day if I wanted to. How about just common decency? How about long shorts? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, let's, shorts. Let's tank- negotiate these shorts. <laughs> Like my son's new school with the uniform, uh, the certain, uh, you know, hem lengths and that sort of yes, stuff. Yes, please. Um, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing well, you know. Your it, haircut, by the way, would not pass my son's school. Back to Sean. Oh, probably not. Well, it's because I haven't had a haircut since 2019. Um, uh, you know, the, you can you can stare at the ground or you can stare at the stars. And yesterday, my, my head was staring at the stars. Third time's a charm, as the saying goes. We've had a successful soft touchdown on the landing pad. That's capping a beautiful test flight of Starship 10. As a reminder, the key point of today's test flight was to gather the data on controlling the vehicle while re-entering, and we were successful in doing so. Well, that's good you were successful in doing so, because approximately 90 seconds to a couple minutes after that statement, the kerblooey, the the rocket blew up. and uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it successfully did the whole re-land, landed back safely on the rocket, did its little slowly descend into it that's just amazing i have no idea how that works and then it was sitting there for about uh, two minutes or so two to three minutes and then you saw a little bit of a fire start the rocket started to lean a little bit and then boom and it it actually goes back up into the air goes horizontal and falls back down to the the platform well but that was something to see and loud i'll bet Oh, how'd you like to be one of those engineers been high five and oh, cheering and yeah. yelling and everything? <laughs> Son of a <laughs> Yeah, you go to the We did it! Woo yeah! High five oh, it explodes. Hey, you, just, you do the Charlie Brown walk, put your head down. <laughs> You're walking away and there's just an explosion behind you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I wonder if Elon Musk actually employs a sad trombonist <laughs> there at those tests, just in case it's needed. <laughs> Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, March 4th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin unmasking the hypocrisy of the media, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. I downloaded a German streaming service called Unterhalten für Dimension to watch a crime show that takes place in Baden-Württemberg, starring famed German character actor Albert von Müller-Schmidt as Detective Otto Jagerhauer. Oh, man, let me tell you. Episode three is a real clip and bugle. <laughs> I, I don't know what that was, but it made me chuckle. Uh, how does mail bag look? Oh, it's very nice. A really good perspective about the Texas reopening. Okay. I like Great that. Great comments by Texans and non-Texans. Yeah, I like the discussion around that. I think it's, it's pretty darn interesting, actually, if you can get past the uh, just immediately going to your camps. I think it's a pretty interesting conversation. Um, and a bunch of other stuff to catch up on. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you're vacationing in China soon... 
Keep in mind that China is now making anal swabs mandatory for foreign visitors. That's the way they do their check to see if you got the COVID there. Wow. For, for anybody from somewhere else. Now, come Welcome on, China. China. And uh, South Carolina senators want to bring back firing squads. So that's old timey. Well, I'm happy to discuss that. Fun for the kids. And uh, That China news. Some people in the audience would think, no way I'm going to China. Same, some people are thinking, I'd pay extra. No, I'm on the no way uh, list. Fine. Regardless Fine. of your, uh, your, you know, any of that, um, I don't want that sort of thing in the hand of a Chinese airport employee. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that who's going to be doing it? <laughs> China's I'm, TSA? I'm... I'm hearing racism and xenophobia there. If you don't let the Chinese do that, that's racist. Mailbag. Uh, oh, that's right. The freedom-loving quote of the day. I decided to go with a couple of my favorites from my uh, my literary hero, H.L. Mencken. Jack, a uh, judgment call. I can read it as he wrote it in, I believe, the 1920s. And it's brilliant. But it uses some old-timey words, and it's a little fancy. Well, there's no point. If it, do, if it, if it, if it obscures the meaning, the meaning is the key. Right. It doesn't really completely obscure it, but I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. The whole aim of practical politics is to keep the populace afraid and desperate to be led to safety by throwing at it an endless series of hobgoblins, all of them imaginary. It's been true forever. And then another one of H.L. Mencken's quotes I absolutely love. The urge to save humanity is almost always a false front for the urge to rule. Mm, that's a good one. Moving along to the correspondence proper, Patrick writes, <laughs> we got an email the other day, uh, yesterday, saying, hey, I love your show. It's fast-paced. It's What, what did he say? It's freewheeling? Or, uh... Yeah, it was something to cover up the fact that we're unorganized. It was, uh, yeah, something like freewheeling. I think freeform. Yeah. Freeform. Free-flowing, I believe. Free-flowing, Free that's f- what it was. Thank you, Positive Sean. Yes, indeed. Uh, and, and and that correspondent said, and I realized why the pace is so great. It's because you don't take phone calls. <laughs> well, Patrick wrote, don't ever take phone calls. That's why I listen. Interesting. Hmm. Thank you for the note. Uh, media reaction to New York nursing home deaths versus Texas relaxing mask mandate. Uh, Texas announces it will soon rescind the state-mandated COVID restrictions, you're, you're, although it left a lot in place. Good idea or bad idea? Texas releasing their man, uh, the phone calls. Call now. Yeah, I think it's a terrible idea. I'll bet you they're going to see a spike. In. Okay, let's go to the next caller. Well, I believe in freedom and not think for see, I'm bored already Click. just going through the options. <laughs> well, yeah, but you got to the point way faster oh, that, than 90% of radio I want to respond to the caller four segments ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. That's a good one. <laughs> Anyway, back to JT's note. Uh, so Texas makes their announcement. Leftist media gladly spread the word. Newsome reckless. Beto death warrant. Olbermann mass murder. By contrast, the New York governor credibly accused of causing thousands of unnecessary deaths by forcing nursing homes to t- accept COVID positive patients. And we get nothing but crickets. To paraphrase Orwell, some politicians are more equal than others. Thank you, J.T. How about the fact that Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, did a press conference yesterday, and all the questions were about the Me Too stuff and none about the killing old people and then covering it up, which is a crime. No questions about that. It's weird what we get fascinated with or stuck on. Yeah, but to challenge him on what he did is to challenge the left-wing narrative and methods of dealing with COVID. The media has no appetite for that. 
Let's see. David the Texan writes, Joe Biden says Texas is full of Neanderthals, so I wanted to invite you, Joe Getty, to the family reunion, you being 98% Neanderthal. It's actually not true, strictly speaking. I'm in the 98th percentile of people with Neanderthal DNA, David. Same thing. But I would be happy to come to Texas, uh, jump around like an ape to entertain your children or whatever you think is appropriate. (laughs) Jump around like an ape. (laughs) Well, I hate to, you know, do some sort of Neanderthal minstrel show because my people were actually every bit the the equal of Homo sapiens. Yeah, I should tell that story again because I think it's fairly new information and maybe you haven't heard of it. A why... The perception exists that Neanderthals were dumb. It's really pretty interesting. Anyway, it is. I'll talk about that yeah. at some point. The last thing we need is Neanderthal thinking. Oh, please. Uh, let's see. Uh, color me cynical on the Texas reopening. Two governors gained national attention for keeping their states open, got huge political bumps at CPAC. That would be Ron DeSantis and uh, Christy Nome. Am I supposed to believe it's just a coincidence that other GOP governors are rushing to outdo those two uh, days after CPAC ends? I'm a lifelong Republican, but even I find it a little suspicious that everybody seems to be in a rushed out DeSantis DeSantis. Hmm, I don't know. I think that is a little cynical, but you could be right. Uh, hmm. Then Jess in Wiley, Texas, makes the point that uh, most of the uh, masking has been mandated by companies and their businesses, the rest of it. Uh, I, I think the governor's just trying to swing his governor nuts to make a point. Oh, well, thank it. you, Jess, for that charming phrase. Was that H.L. Mencken also? <laughs> oh, no, that was Jess in Wiley, Texas. The poet laureate of Wiley. One of the most expensive <laughs> bills in the history of the country is going to pass completely along partisan lines. Not even one vote from the other side. Stay tuned for that. Info. Armstrong and Getty. Neanderthal thinking. Neanderthal thinking going on in Texas there, and we can discuss that later. Um, also, want to talk a little bit about the giant stimulus. They're calling it the stimulus bill, but the majority of it has nothing to do with coronavirus or stimulus or anything like that. And there's plenty of info out there to to back that up and prove that. Um, well, yeah, the, it's still what they're calling it. Virtually the entirety of it is unrelated to any sort of COVID stimulus. It's just pouring enormous amounts of money out. Um, yeah, more on that in just a second. So the Neanderthal thing, I learned this a couple of years ago, a book came out, and I thought this was fascinating. So for, uh, since the mid-1800s, there's been this view that Neanderthals were kind of, uh, you know, somewhere between us and, uh, apes, and, uh, and, and just dumb brutes. And it turns out, um, that's not true at all. They were, everybody is intelligent as Homo sapiens, and, uh, more recent information might lead you to believe they're even smarter so Mm. it it completely changes the way you look at that relationship neanderthals existing on the planet we now know at the same time as homo sapiens you know we've all seen that poster that i think is what was believed like when i was a kid where you got the monkey and then he starts standing more and more upright as evolution happens but like that one guy and that other guy existed on the planet at the same time and one of them died out, and one of them is still alive. Homo sapiens, us, and nobody's exactly sure why that is. But although there was uh, enough smart. interbreeding, because we're smarter. <laughs> no, wrong. Uh, there's a, there was a lot of interbreeding between Neanderthals and Homo sapiens too, which is why a guy like me has a fair amount of uh, Neanderthal DNA. Yeah, but why did why did one completely die out and the other exist? They they still don't know that for certain. 
But one thing they do know is there was a scientist who had a Neanderthal skull from back in the day. In the the 1800s, he did a paper, uh, and he believed that because the Neanderthal skull looked somewhat like the skulls of black people from Africa, which as a racist, and that was a common view of the super smart at the time, um, of uh, like white Europeans and, you know, white Americans, um, Teddy Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson. You know, plenty mm-hmm. of progressives in America believe this, that uh, black people from Africa were dumber than uh, white people of European descent because the skulls were similar. He made the assumption that Neanderthals were dumb like black people. And that one guy's opinion and the one book stuck from the 1800s clear until like a year ago <laughs> when uh, when Homo sapiens came out. And there was a couple other books, but uh, all and, and so I just find that fascinating. So it was I grew up with zero. The, Scientific basis. Zero. zero data. Zero. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. zero data. And any any data now would prove would, would lead you to believe that they were as smart or smarter. Mm. Just really fascinating to think about. A completely different kind of man, maybe even smarter than you know what we are. Uh, roaming about the earth that died out for some reason, you know, maybe some disease got them because they were built differently or or one of the theories is they had bigger brains and required more food and during one period when food was scarce they just died out. Yeah, that's why I eat like I do. Because <laughs> your enormous brain. Oh, yeah, just needs constant fuel. So we're into an era now, politically, where this just happens. Obamacare passing along completely partisan lines was a new thing. Major changes to America or really big bills. It was always seen as you got you to find a way to get, you know, Maybe it's mostly Republican or mostly Democrat, but you got to lose your hardcore fringe and bring in some people from the other side because you can't pass anything this big. Remaking health care, for instance, or, a, you know, a, any any bill as giant as what these stimulus things are. You can't do that along party lines. Well, that's just over. As we all know, we live in a different era now and everything passes. If you've got 50 votes or if you need it, 67 votes. But if you've got that number, you do it. If you don't, you can't, period. Seems to be on everything, whether it's judges or stimulus packages or or whatever it is. And it's amazing. And this, one of the biggest bills in the history of governments. We're so used to trillions of dollars being spent around, we forget where this ranks. It's like the third biggest thing this country's ever passed. The stimulus bill's about to go through. And if that's true, it's got to be the third biggest ever in the history of mankind. Right. And the other two, by the way, were earlier in the pandemic. I mean, this is that's how big these things are. So it's almost $2 trillion is going to pass entirely with Democrat votes, zero Republicans on board. Um, and for whatever reason, I don't know if, you know, Biden came in with this whole, you know, I'm going to change it. I'm going to go back to the old way. We're all going to work together. And a bunch of Republicans had that meeting with him a couple of weeks ago on a Monday in the White House. And here's what, you know, you would need to do to get us on board, the gang of 10. And then you'd have some support from Republicans. And let's go back to the old way of doing things. And for whatever reason, either it was stuff that he couldn't stomach or he thought he would lose so many people. He'd never, I don't know what the thinking, the political thinking was, but he abandoned that. It doesn't seem like he gave that any look whatsoever. No, it lasted less than a cup of coffee. I just don't believe that old Joe, and he is an old, old man. I don't think he has the stuff to stand up to the young progressive Turks. I think he just folded. That that whole bipartisan effort, that, that failed to launch. The egg never even cracked. 
Anyway, we're going to pass a $2 trillion uh, package on just Democrat votes, and it looks like uh, they got them all. Joe Manchin's going to hold, and so it, it will pass, and it is going to happen, and it includes a, a, a ton of money. Now, um, Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader in the Senate, says only 9% of it uh, is COVID-related. As I'm looking at the list, I think that's a bit of a stretch, but it's certainly, like everything I've read, read in the Wall Street Journal, easily the majority of it has nothing to do with COVID. Easily over 50%. And then there's many chunks of it that maybe you can make a stretch that it's got something to do with COVID, but I'm not sure. And then a whole, but but like I said, a whole bunch of it that's got nothing to do with COVID. Well, I think the only tie is COVID hurt the economy and this is good for the economy. I mean, that's the only tie. Giving people money, wealth redistribution. Right, right. And because there are at least 11 to 13 different layers of stupid in this legislation, it's worth pointing out that all of the uh, the figures, you get uh, X amount of money X to a, uh, up to a certain amount of income. All of them are national figures. Doesn't mean if you're in Coon Hall or Kentucky or Seattle, Washington, it's the same income levels that are the limits, which right. is just dumb. If the bill passes, and I think it's going to, people who earn $80,000 a year or less are eligible for direct payments, $1,400 stimulus checks. Eighty grand or less. Now, depending on where you live, and eighty eighty grand's a decent salary, depending on where you are in your life, anywhere. But sure. there are parts of the country where you're doing fantastic at eighty thousand dollars. Why it would be the same number for everybody, I don't know. Can't figure that out. That's it's what terrible. it's going to be. And should uh, have should have got this. There's a quote from Chuck Schumer yesterday, uh, talking about how it's popular, and it is popular. This two trillion dollar thing, majority of Republicans support it. And it's got easily got majority support in America right now. People like getting checks, and that's basically what Chuck Schumer said, that the American people like getting money from the government. Yeah, that's true. That is true. He basically just stated it, you know, just flat out. It's not exactly the Gettysburg Address, but it's it's absolutely true. You know, my problem with the you know the majority of the American people, including Republicans, support it, which is true, you know, according to the polls, is they don't have the slightest idea what's in it. They have even they have the the barest grasp of what this legislation is because they get you know twenty seconds on it on the evening news if indeed they even take in that much information. Um, a couple of things got taken out, but I think there were those those um. It was when you take out the most ridiculous stuff in the in a negotiation to try to get to where you really wanted to be anyway. Like Nancy Pelosi finally had to cave on her extension of a tunnel for Bart or something like that in her district. And Chuck Schumer had to give up on a bridge that nobody needs. Neither one of those things have freaking anything to do with COVID. Mass transit, as Joe Biden said yesterday, mass transit has really suffered during uh, the pandemic. Well, yeah, it's true. Uh, the, 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 speaking of BART in uh, San Francisco, lost a billion dollars last year. It's same all over the country because people aren't going to work. They aren't writing that stuff. But they, those things were failing before. All your mass transits around the country, they're, they're upside down anyway. They're always failing. Well, and shouldn't we take a couple of minutes to see to what extent people flow back into cities post-COVID? If people aren't going to use that stuff anymore, why'd you throw more money at it? States are getting so much money. And, uh, well, states have been hurt by the, 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 the pandemic. They need the money. But you see, money is fungible. So these states that have been mismanaged for decades, and they are all upside down in their pensions and all kinds of problems, that's where that money's going to go. It's going to bail out states that have been poorly run. You just know that's the way it's going to work. It's like I I wasn't making my car payment before the pandemic hit. Now right. I get a check and you know I pay that bill. Well, and as Cali Unicornians, let me explain a, a basic principle of governance in the modern world. 
if there is one cause or one area of government that you can always get money for because it's compelling, and it's usually teachers, firefighters, and cops, or, or you know, the, the downtrodden, whatever. So you always know that tugs at people's heartstrings, and they vote for the bond issue or the tax increase or whatever, or you can get it through the legislature. That is the last thing in the world you would ever put a new windfall toward. Because if you do that, then you can't pull that string anymore. And so this uh, stimulus bill is full of all sorts of bailing out the idiotic overspending, the needless uh, mass transit, whatever. Everybody has their own list of, of what is a bad government program. But the one thing I promise you it will not go toward is actually giving your kids a better education actually taking uh, you know the homeless off the streets and putting them in the Taj Mahal. They they need to have those problems stay so they can keep coming back for more money. Yeah, many many billions more going to schools that is just not needed. It's getting rammed through. It it's going to happen, so just need to accept it. We'll we'll be we'll be discussing the stuff. I remember when the first multi-trillion dollar package passed. And Steve Hayes of the Dispatch was saying, people will be finding stuff in here that's going to make them mad for decades to come. Well, now we got another couple trillion dollars we're throwing out the door. There's there's stuff in there, I, I guarantee, that would make anybody go, what? What the hell is that? How did that get in there? Right. And the Republicans are dragging their feet, and they're trying to trim it and make it as responsible as possible. I like this maneuver Ron Johnson. Uh, Texas Senator is going to do. Ah, oh, just refreshed. What the heck? Come on, boy. website. Anyway, uh, Johnson says he's uh, he's going to demand that the clerk read the entire six hundred to seven hundred page bill, which could take ten days. Oh, I'm sorry, ten hours. Likely take ten hours. Nope, I want to hear it. Read that part back again. That part about the money. It's all about the money. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's the money. <laughs> it's 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 grandstanding. It's performative politics. It probably doesn't help anything, but I kind of appreciate it. Does that make me a bad person? Uh, I don't know. Um, so that's going to pass uh, along strict party lines, which is a new thing for America, and that's just where we are. Another NFT that shows you where we're going with those. We kind of predicted it. I'm talking about it over the last weeks. This is like buying stuff digitally, and it's worth more. Kings of Leon is the first band that's going to offer their album as an NFT. Mm. And we'll get into details of that coming up later. Still trying to wrap my head around this uh, this whole dealio. Plus a sobering warning about NFTs, Jack. Are you at risk? What? For reals? For reals, yeah, absolutely. I, one more note on the giant uh, stimulus, uh, porculus thing. Uh, Mitch McConnell pointed out that less than 1% of it has anything to do with vaccinations. Right. So, I mean, if they argue for another week, McConnell also made the point, look, when we started talking about this, the country was a completely different country in terms of the COVID, the economy, the openness, the rest of it. If we debate for another week, it's going to be a completely different country again. Right. Well, and Democrats are really realized that that every day it gets harder to justify. And the poll numbers are good now, but like, you know, the masks coming off, Alabama announcing they're going to have full stadiums for football. Every day as we get people start to think, oh, this thing's practically over. Support could dwindle so quickly for that. So they got to get it jammed through now. Hence the Ron Johnson maneuver. Delay it by 10 more hours. That might actually help the cause. Good point. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The 
Strong and Getty Show. Goodbye, CBS All Access. Hello, Paramount Plus. If you remember the 40 million commercials during the Super Bowl. We live here now on Mount Paramount. Isn't it glorious? The CBS streaming service is rebranding itself and adding a ton of content starting today. Combining the forces of all the CBS Viacom Paramount properties. Think CBS, but also MTV, Comedy Central, BET, Nickelodeon, and hundreds of movies all in one place. Exclusive content, including a new version of MTV's The Real World, will also be on the app starting today. Paramount Plus will cost five bucks a month with ads, ten bucks without. You got thirty seconds to pitch this to me, and you're going to hit a remake of the Real World is what's going to bring me in the door. <laughs> um, uh, th- 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 this sounds like one I'm going to need. This is, sounds like one I'm. Uh, why? Why do you say that? I, I don't know. There's a lot of big names there. Is that going to be a lot of content I got to have? I haven't looked at the list of shows or anything like that, but I can't. Yeah. I, can't I can't have every channel. I just can't. No. I can't afford it. No. I th- especially as a guy with kids, I think he can do better than this one. But Okay. The, I haven't done a deep dive, as they say. The Nickelodeon library might be the oh, magnet for families. Man, that's it. Yeah, Nickelodeon library. Absolutely. So, so the health of a, of a streaming platform depends on what can I only get here. And to me, the things that jump out from Paramount Plus are the Nickelodeon library for families, Comedy Central, and MTV, as well as the Paramount. They have, they'll have some exclusive movies, like Tommy Boy is one that they've been promoting. MTV is an insult to Homo sapiens, Neanderthals, <laughs> Cro-Magnon man, Australopithecus, and regular old apes. <laughs> The last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking. And regular run-of-the-mill monkeys. They were also at the tip of the spear of the reality TV phenomenon that took over all the rest of it. My point exactly, yes, for dumb people. I don't need that. Well, and people who like watching dumb people, which is different, and I admit it. And they're doing a lot of the, oh, the original cast of The Real World back as a reunion show thing. You're turning me off. They had the same thing like with the Friends cast and all that. We got to get to the polling on the stimulus package. The actual numbers are um it's 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 going to pass. It probably should pass if if, if anything polls this well. What? We'll Wrong. Get, we'll, no. We'll no. No. This is not a democracy. It's a republic. There you go. Just cuz Joe I like MTV average <laughs> has a vague notion of what the bill is and I heard I'm going to get money. That doesn't mean it should pass. Good lord, man. What would James Madison say? I'm going to scratch my butt, and where's my check, and I want to watch the real world. Right. That's my point exactly. <laughs> I shouldn't so you're say tell- that. Yeah, pl- plenty of people are really struggling because of the pandemic, and the fact that you want a check from the government so you can make your rent and not lose where you live doesn't make you dumb on any level. But there are plenty of people who aren't struggling because of the pandemic, and they're getting the checks too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there aren't nearly enough people who truly need it at this dollar level to to excuse passing this boondoggle. So do you have the Kings oh, of Leon story? I thought uh, you were going to do that one. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that was enough fluff. I'll, I'll get that. I'll get to that fluff later. I, I think it's a major development in uh, the history of commerce and art. Oh, I was looking up at the TV. So that trial of the actual cop who was kneeling on George Floyd's neck is next week. Mm-hmm. That could be quite the cultural moment, depending on how that goes. Right. And I think the theme will continue to be, do people actually get the truth or do they get a highly spun shaded version of the testimony from the uh, lying media? Well, as we talked about the other day, Minneapolis has spent a whole bunch of money to hire people that are experts in spin 
and uh, uh, a war room to get information out to combat any like if if a, if a narrative gets going that could lead to unrest in the streets and it's not true, they're going to try to you know fight back against that in social media. I think that's really interesting. I wonder if that if all cities are going to do that in the future. Hey, Michael, do you have the buzzer sound handy? Can you hit it? Uh, Minneapolis announced they've pulled the plug on that plan. They got a lot of criticism for it and have aborted. Why did they get criticism for it? It makes it's, perfectly good sense to me. I think every saying, city should have one of these going forward. The The cops have to shoot some guy in the middle of the night, and then immediately some neighborhoods go into riot mode because of stories that are flying around that aren't true. You should you should have something that immediately pushes back against that. As long as it's truth that you're putting out and you're not putting out your own lies to combat other lies, but I think the reasonable argument was they're a little uncomfortable with the government having some sort of uh you know media arm. Uh, you could call it propaganda if you wanted. I don't happen to agree uh on this topic. Uh but the other thing is it's the raw exercise of power. The activist groups that want to control the narrative said the city of Minneapolis doing this is racist and white supremacist and unfair and the rest of it, and they scared them into submission. Boy, I would have to think about this. Um, as a taxpayer, do I want my money going to that? As, again, as long as they're putting out the truth to combat things that aren't true, I'm fine with that. Now, if, if you start to see cities you know, putting on their own lies, and it's just, I'm a, as a taxpayer, I'm paying for the, 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 the government's version of lies, I'm not a favor, in favor of that. Right, but if the lies of the activists make your city burn, you are going to pay for that. No doubt. Armstrong and Getty.